0: Welcome to Work is Good, a CSM podcast. My name is Landon Buto, and I host the show with my dad, Chris Buto, the owner and president at CSM. Today's episode is a conversation I had with Duncan Sakai. Duncan is the performance marketing manager over at Cadis, which is a company that primarily uh, manufactures reading glasses. Duncan has a wealth of knowledge around paid social media ads. So if you're someone who has any interest in using Facebook ads and similar programs, uh, then I think this conversation will be really valuable for you. It gets a little technical, and I think that's where the value is on this one. It's really interesting to hear his strategy and the things they're thinking through um, to mac- maximize their effectiveness over there at CADIS, where they are heavily investing a lot of time and money to do this really well, and they're seeing the benefits of it. So quick reminder, if you are interested in working with us to help you get a mortgage, go check us out at clevelandstreet.com, and please enjoy today's conversation. All right, Duncan, thanks for joining me today. I'm here with uh, Duncan Sakai and uh, Duncan's an old friend and uh, excited to hear about what he's doing in marketing for CADIS over there. Uh, Duncan, I'll let you go ahead and take it away. Um, just give us a brief background of who you are and what you're doing.
1: Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on the, the podcast, Landon. Um, yeah, so my name is Duncan, like Landon said. Um, I work in primarily paid media. Um, so I run a lot of adver- advertisements, um, whether that be on paid social, display, a little bit of search here and there. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing now. Caddis um, is a, a direct-to-consumer business, so we we focus primarily on e-commerce, um, driving traffic to the website, and uh, sales are kind of my my go-to objective. So,
0: awesome. Did you? I'm gonna miss it. Did you say your product? What are you What are you selling? What is yeah.
1: Yeah, I apologize. Caddis um, is a company that sells uh, primarily reading glasses, um, and we also do like blue light blockers, uh, okay. sunglasses, sunglass readers, etc. So yeah, in awesome. the eyewear.
0: Cool. Awesome. Great. Well, um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and let you give a little, a little bit of background as to your your time in marketing, where, where's your focus been over the years? And um, you know, did you, did you study marketing?
1: Uh, Yeah. So I, yeah, I did um, study marketing for about two years. Um, That's kind of when I jumped into the entrepreneur side of things. So I was presented with an opportunity um, from some colleagues of mine to enter like a a marketing pitch competition. Um, So doing elevator pitches. um, And that's where we kind of developed uh, a business for local um, advertising. So we came up with the idea of doing to advertising on to go boxes for restaurants. So we would pair like local businesses with local restaurants. Um, The cost of the advertising campaign would cover the, the, uh, cost of the to-go boxes, so we would pr- be providing a service for the restaurant for free, stuff like that. Sure. Um so it was super fun. Uh we ended up winning that competition. So we decided to take it further and entered a bunch of competitions throughout uh Idaho and Washington um, and ended up winning, I would say ten 000 to fifteen thousand dollars um That's great. throughout the course That's awesome. of it all. Um it was a huge learning opportunity. And yeah. we never never really took it past competitions. So we kind of okay built the business, um, created market plans, uh, did our research, um, and then we had some colleagues who graduated. Um, I wanted to move to Central Oregon to be uh, with my girlfriend at the time, now wife, Um, and so we kind of just called it a win and and moved on from there. That's
0: great. I love it. So, when did you start getting into the weeds of understanding paid ads on social?
1: Yeah, so... Pretty much directly from there, I joined a digital marketing agency. So um, in moving to Bend, uh, joined this agency that was doing a lot of um, local advertising advertising with uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, so I jumped in as a content creator and then quickly moved into uh, account management, where I was actually running the back-end ads for these okay. uh, businesses and learned the ins and outs of uh, meta-advertising it as it would be called now. Um, but at the time, it was just Facebook and Instagram.
0: So, so was that just what you trained on the details of those? Or was that just figure it out by trying it out or YouTube? Or how'd you, how'd you learn the actual like technical side of that?
1: Yeah, so some of it came from my peers' knowledge, um, just learning from them. But most of it came from um, just doing my own research and figuring yeah. it out as I went along. Um, the nice thing about... Doing it from an agency is that I had the experience of working with a wide range of brands, whether it was something as simple as like a local restaurant to direct-to-consumer e-commerce um, brands. So got the the wide gamut um, and kind of figured out, you know, what uh, campaign styles would work best with with each company.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's neat. That's really cool. So I. I uh, was filling you in a little bit before. I run a meager ad campaign for Cleveland Street, and uh, part of the challenge I've had is taking the information that's widely available on on YouTube as as a beginner who you know I understand the value of of Facebook ads and and you know the opportunity there that's there and other social. Um, but I also understand that a lot of the value is in actually executing it well and getting the details right. And, um, and I, I, I know that I don't understand those fully. Um, and so, yeah, part of the frustration has been taking the, the information that's widely available and then actually being able to execute on the details. So if you're talking to a beginner who um, needs a little bit of direction in terms of principles to understand um, about setting up a, a good campaign, uh, about having a, a good approach to uh, to social paid ads, mm-hmm. but then also direction in terms of, okay, beyond this podcast, where, where are some good resources to, once you start to get into the weeds of it, to uh, consult with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many opinions out there of how to do it well, um, and they all differ from each other. So I, sure. I totally get it. It's it's yeah. hard to kind of pinpoint uh, what the best way to do it is. And I think it kind of depends on the business that you're running. Um, but I'd say for the most part, um, whatever platform you're using, whether it's like meta related platforms like Facebook and Instagram, whether you're w- running TikTok ads, um, Snapchat, whatever it may be, each platform has really good resources um to kind of teach you how to use their own platform right because mm-hmm. that's how they make their money um right. so their best business move is to teach you how to do it um right. so like facebook has facebook blueprint um where it's like a class style format where you go through and it walks you through the basics to some more advanced techniques um so
0: yeah gotcha. um, that's helpful um any, you know, best practices, main principles that you've taken away in terms of, and again, obviously, it's going to vary product to product, business mm-hmm. to business. Um, but what have been some key learning points for you in, maybe in strategy, um, but probably most, I, I'm, I'm interested in the tactics. Um, what have been some main learning points for you?
1: Yeah, totally. Um. So, I would say, for the most part, um, each platform is on, I would say, an auction-based format. So, you're basically putting your ad out there, bidding against um, the audiences that you want to reach, and you're thrown into a pool of other businesses who are targeting the same people with the relative same amount of money. Um, and you're bidding against them. So what you can really do to make yourself stand out is really focusing on the creative that you're using. Um, the algorithm will do what the algorithm does best, which is optimize for lower cost. Um, but you can really impact that um, by researching your clientele, understanding what they want, um, the things that grab their attention, mm-hmm. and then utilizing that in your creative. So I think yeah. like like paid media is getting more and more expensive because it's measurable and really easily so. Yeah. Um, everyone wants to put money into something that um, they can tell right off the bat if it's working or not. Um, so yeah, really standing out with your creative is kind of the way to win the easiest.
0: Yeah. Um, this is a very broad question. So how do you, how do you make sure you're using, you know, especially when you don't have a big business, if you have a a small business and you're not someone who specializes in the creative, um, you know, one, one somewhat intuitive tip I've seen uh, was use, use what does well in organic and then just put you that's proven it's going to do well. And so that's the only way I, I personally know of, I'm actually confident when I put this out because it did well in organic. It's, it's good. Beyond that, I'm not. I don't really have a good eye for, you know, what's good. Um, you mm-hmm. talked about researching your audience, um, which is which is helpful practically. What does that look like to know if it if it's effective creative?
1: Yeah, totally. Um, so I think what you mentioned of using your organic um content and then using it for your advertising is one of the easier ways to do it um that's how i still do it a lot of the time um yeah it's yeah. it's one of the more effective ways to test and learn and iterate is to run it for free first see how mm-hmm. it does and then put money behind it after um, so i think that's a, a really great stra- strategy you have going um, i would say testing and learning is huge no matter if you're spending like, a dollar behind something or $100,000 behind it, um, you're always going to need to continue to test and learn because there's something called creative fatigue um, that happens if you run an ad for too long. People get bored of it, tired of it, and then it just fades into the background. Um, yeah. So you're always bringing in new stuff. Um, yeah. And so that keeps your your test and learn process uh, always moving forward. Um, yeah. you'll, you'll be able to look at you know the metrics behind something there the click-through rate behind it um you know the the website sessions that you're getting and understand um after a while which ones are performing better um yeah. and then focus more in, on those um especially with like limited resources or time yep. or energy um focusing on those like top five to ten performers or hmm. yeah so.
0: yeah so you talk about the creative fatigue there and People getting tired of it, and, and so this is. I'm gonna transition and and just have you walk me through the life cycle of an ad, because mm-hmm. I, I yeah, I'll see things as I'm setting up an ad, and it it says you know, or Facebook will prompt me, are you sure you want to do that? Because if you do fewer than this creatives, then you know people get tired of it or whatever. And right. I just realized that I don't know how it like how it works. Because in my thought, when I create an audience, and it it sh- you know, I set up this one ad. It's going to show that ad um, to that audience. And then there's obviously some some tweaks you can make in terms of how long people are in your audience and who you exclude if they've already seen it, um, mm-hmm. things like that. But but if you exclude those people. Um, it seems like you could run something perpetually and mm-hmm. you're always getting a new people in, in the way. And so that's why I'm saying, you know, I just see it wrong. So walk me through just kind of the life cycle of an ad and, and you know, any any filling in you need to do in terms of how it works.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, so I guess I'll start with the basics of of an ad, specifically on meta. Um, so you have like three levels. One is the campaign level, ad set level and then the ad level. Campaign level is where you choose your objective. What are you trying to get your user to do? Whether that's fill in a lead form, whether it's click to your website, whether it's complete a purchase, that's kind of where you set that goal. Then you move into the ad set goal, which is where you set um, your audience. So whether you're running um, a lookalike based off an email list or whether you're targeting uh, people age you know 30 to 40 for their first home buying experience um, or what have you that's kind of where you set that and your budget and your targeting options etc and then the ad level is where you actually upload your creative you choose your call to action um, you link to your website all that happens there um, so mm-hmm. it yeah like you were saying you can set it up in ways that you uh, minimize um, the amount of time someone sees an ad so, like, yeah. Yeah. so if you don't want someone to see your ad more than twice a week you can set that um, at the ad set level um, and then that'll kind of take care of that but um, yeah so I guess from the direct to consumer e-commerce perspective um, meta is a great tool for acquisition and um, and we have kind of internal tools like email for retargeting so i'm primarily targeting people who have never bought before so i have a a list of people who have bought that i exclude from all my audiences um so in that sense it's continually trying to reach new people right Uh, so
0: yeah 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 makes sense yeah so walk me through a little bit like a a sample for you guys of what a a life cycle of an ad would look like from inception to, okay, we're gonna take it out of the cycle now.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I do an iteration on all the ads that we're running um, every two weeks. So Facebook's algorithm is set up to run things in a testing phase for 50 actions, whatever that might be, whether it's the link clicks, the purchases, what have you. For me, that runs about two week life cycle. Um, So I run something for two weeks, then I pull it out and analyze it, say, okay, what was the click through rate? What was the video view watch percentage on this ad? Um, What is this ad telling me? Um, Or what, excuse me, what are the metrics telling me about this ad that I can use to improve the next one? Um, So say I'm running a video for, Um, just a standard reader Um, and I see that the uh, video view watch percentage is really high um, but the click-through rate is low Um, so I would kind of analyze that and say okay our creative is interesting but not interesting enough to make someone click Um, so I'll take that back and add a stronger call-to-action to to it and see if that would uh, increase engagement in that sense Um, so yeah as a general rule, I don't really run things more than uh, two weeks unless it's performing really, really, really well and okay. doesn't stop performing well, then
0: I run it for yeah.
1: as long as it'll go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, it just seems like in my mind, still you I mean, unless you're targeting a very small audience. Like So, so when I set up a, a, an ad, for example, the most recent one, let's say it was, um, you know, the original audience I set up, it, Facebook told me there's 2 million people in that audience. And then after two weeks, it's only gone to, it, it's, it's only shown to 75,000. Like, it is no more old for the next people that it hasn't shown to than it was before it showed to the original people, right? So why are you taking it down at that point?
1: Um, it, Facebook will continually show an ad to someone um, if they haven't bought for a really long time. So like, I can see an ad. Even if you exclude them? Um, no, so like if you exclude them um, okay. and the data matches to a Facebook profile, then they won't see it. Okay, um, So that's what I do with people who have purchased in the past like 120 days, I exclude yeah. them. Um, but for everyone else, maybe they just aren't interested in the ad, maybe they yeah. breeze past it. Um, and so that's when I'll refresh it. Um, and uh, yeah, try and keep them engaged.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, last kind of specific question here it, what's a helpful way to figure out how much you should be spending on and out, beyond what you have available um in, in terms of is there a minimum effectiveness point for and, and it varies you know campaign to campaign objective to objective i'm sure mm-hmm. but what what are helpful ways to figure out okay if i'm going to spend this much then uh, It's not going to do anything for me. Um, So I might as well be spending this much more.
1: Yeah. Uh, Great question. Um, I think, like for me, um, running e commerce ads targeted to inspire a purchase, I'm looking at um, how much it's costing um, both like CPM, which is um, cost per milli, cost per thousand people. And uh, like cost per purchase, um, I can match that back to Facebook data um, and I'm constantly evaluating an ad based on those uh, numbers. So if it starts to get like more expensive than I deem its worth, um, which in my mind would be more expensive than the product itself, then I'll turn that off and pause it or iterate on it, um, stuff like that. So it's basically what you set as like a success benchmark. It's sure. kind of the one that you should go with, um, and that yeah. sometimes takes some time to to really understand like w- how your ad account performs on average, and then kind of consider continuing to set goals that beat it. So,
0: right. Yeah, no, that's helpful. Um, yeah, so I guess I'll leave you just with kind of a, a open question here. Um, if you're if you are leaving. Kind of at a beginning someone who doesn't have a, a ton of knowledge about the weeds of of paid social um what what's a helpful basic approach you know would you would you recommend digging into it is it worth it um what are some resources to look into um yeah just any any final thoughts for someone in that category yeah totally
1: so I think if you're first learning it I would say start with organic um, so like posting to your own feed stories stuff like that um, because that's where you're <coughs> excuse me where you'll start to get the uh, the knowledge behind how a post or something performs um, kind of like what you're doing already um, one of the fun things about paid social or not paid social organic social is that people are starting to use like Facebook Instagram TikTok um, in search related terms. So it mm. starts to become like an SEO strategy as well um, right. with your captions. Um, so it's, it's a really great place for discovery. Um, so as you kind of uh, dabble with organic, you'll start to get um, like a better read on on how your own account is performing. Um, and yeah. then that then you can start you know putting money behind the post that you're doing. Um, TikTok has something called Spark Ads where you can turn an organic post into an ad with a a link click afterwards. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of opportunity to use that content that you're already putting out there and put some money behind it and kind of set some benchmarks, figure out um, how your account is doing uh, with paid um, and then kind of reevaluate and see if it's worth putting more money into it or not.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome uh great well thanks duncan really appreciate it man super helpful and uh excited to pick your brain some more yeah of course thanks landon thanks for listening to work is good if you enjoyed it share it with someone else leave a review and listen next week